prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this time that we have. And we pray, Father, that you would bless our time together as we come together with this Chickasaw District workshop. And we just pray, Lord, that it be a time of blessing and encouragement in our ministry, Father. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I have a uh, handout, so all the information that we'll have and do today is uh, in the handouts. And uh, this is a workshop, so we're going to work. Okay. Um, our theme is, uh, the national theme is Solidarity with, with the Savior, Matthew 5, uh, 16. Um, but our theme for the workshop is entitled Pastoring Hardcore or Hard Press. Hard Press. And we're going to be looking at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. And uh, we have it in your handout on, on page 3 of your handout there. And uh, I think up here you may not be able to see it, so you might. <laughs> Need to look at it in your handout on page uh, three, but it's a very familiar text. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse eight through twelve. The preacher last night mentioned the text, and I, I, I thought that this was the beginning of our workshop. Uh, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And uh, so we've titled this workshop, Pastoring Hard Press. Pastoring Hard Press. Uh, but my right, is the sound on? Did we get those mics? Oh, okay. Okay. So, and, and today's workshop is, is going to be a little different. Uh, on page uh, four, uh, this is kind of tell you what the workshop. Today's workshop is based on the question, what is your biggest challenge in ministry here in the Chickasaw District? And listed are the top ten challenges for pastors in the Chickasaw District. This workshop is meant to encourage pastors in their work for the Lord here in uh, the district. Pastoring hard press. Pastoring hard press. On page six, if you turn, um, I have ten issues that we face. Uh, one of those issues is money challenges. We have generational challenges. We have tradition challenges. We have leadership challenges. We have apathy challenges. We have time challenges. We have temptation challenges. We have association slash convention challenges. We have family challenges, and we have criticism challenges as, as pastors. And you may have some things uh, that you think uh, that may be the challenge uh, that you face. And, um, and we're just going to go through here, and we're going to try to kind of talk through some of these. Uh, uh, because, again, this is not meant to really be a lecture. This is kind of a workshop, so I need your participation in this. Um, and many of the, the research and stuff that we will hear from, uh, videos, we're going to hear from Dr. Gardner Taylor, we're going to hear from uh, Pastor Matt King Carter and, and other pastors across uh, our nations that 
that uh, face some of the same challenges that we face. And, uh, and, and some of this research came from a, a Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, poll that was given and others I kind of placed in there and it, it'll be marked in your handouts. But the first problem we're going to talk about today is, and it's uh, page eight of your handouts, is criticism, is criticism. We have this video, I'll see if you can hear it before we get into our discussion uh, on criticism. Now imagine you're at your job and give or take a hundred people walk by during the day to criticize what you're doing all day long. Most likely, it would get up your nose. Hey, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand my day. You don't understand what I'm thinking. You don't understand how I've got things organized. You don't understand how this whole company operates. Mind your own beeswax unless you know what you're talking about. Our pastors have that situation every single day. Their occupation is open up to the congregation on display, especially Sunday morning. And how many of us are quick to tell them what we think? Maybe, just maybe, we need to slow down a little bit. How would you feel if you were perpetually criticized? Let's think about that before we criticize our pastor. In fact, let's think about ten things, courtesy of Josh at Missional Thoughts. You and he shares two things, and I'm going to cut him off. Uh, we're going to go on into this discussion. Do you find it relevant as pastors that you are criticized a lot? In the Twitter survey, uh, one, one preacher said this, Some leaders in my church have appointed themselves to be my weekly critics. My weekly critics. And, and the text that uh, we discuss, is, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 5.2 says, Be not harsh with your mouth. And, and many of our leaders uh, hadn't got that down yet. So the question I want to discuss amongst us as pastors is, how should pastors handle criticism? How should pastors handle criticism? And we want to have some, some real talk here. Uh, do you guys think this is prevalent? Because if it's not prevalent, we can go forward. Uh, have you as a pastor ever been criticized? And if so, what did you do? Or how did you handle that situation? Not to my face. Not from any members to my face. Okay. I never have behind my back uh, to somebody else, and I didn't get it. But I haven't had any members come personally to me okay. and criticize my message. Not not to, not to your sorry. face, not okay, to but face. behind your back. Yeah, they, have, I can't <laughs> they didn't get back to me, but they may have behind my back. Oh, okay. I only knew, okay. you know, but that, that trouble I had is not here anymore. So, okay, yeah, okay. It's gone. We, we, we probably all just don't hear it. Okay. Yeah, okay. We, we ain't none of us that good. We, no. we, we, we ain't gonna get. That's what that's I said. Okay. I ain't heard it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't heard it to my face. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? It's amazing though. You hear it as a pastor. You hear more criticism about another pastor. Well. Especially as moderators and leaders, uh, they tend to want to, they don't seem to talk to their pastors. They'll talk, like you said, behind, behind their back. And, 
and, uh, and, and other people, but uh, I got to the point I don't let people talk about pastors. No. Hmm. Okay, that is that is good. Even preaching. Yeah. I just no, not gonna see you. So you talk about me like, so I just stop it off. If yeah. I hear them saying something about a pastor, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just I won't I won't address it. I just yeah. won't. I just won't. And we easily fall into that mess, and that's what mm-hmm. they want us to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just oh, yeah. do it. I've learned. I've, I've, and it, I had to grow into that. Mm-hmm. I just, no. it's good in all of us, bad in all of us. Mm-hmm. We ain't always been preachers. Well, we've yeah. been pastors, mm. and we all still learn. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long you pastor. When you got that good, that somebody has something to say. Well, and anytime you preach a sermon, it's something you know. I, you gonna pronounce the word wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to remember my church. I can tell now when I pronounce the word wrong. She just smiling. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, yeah. I got a couple in my church that when I know I did it wrong, my wife's mm-hmm. usually my biggest critic. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the purpose of it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know? yep. And then if my mom's here and I preach. She'll call me mm-hmm. and tell me, you know, mm-hmm. that hey, you know, you need to kind of back up a little bit, or mm-hmm. you know, preach a little bit more kindness, and mm-hmm. don't be beating people up. Now, well. She did that when I first started preaching, because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm gonna fix everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she was kind of coming and say, hey, dude, you know, I enjoyed your sermon it was good, but you need to quit beating people up. I you know? And I just changed. Yeah. I mean, immediately yeah. I changed. I don't do that anymore. Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you come out with the strong hand. You come out with the strong hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't think I was beating up people. Yeah. I didn't think I was beating people up. Yeah. And so. Well, I don't think we do it on purpose. I think it just. I think we. So glad to be a pastor. <laughs> and then probably the worst thing happened to me about a month ago, which right really turned out to be my good. I preached a sermon and had Bro Wilkins and another lady come up and tell me, Dog Pastor, that's kinda of rough. Hmm. But then they said they know they needed to be there on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And they've been there on Wednesday since. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. I knew then that it helped. I didn't I'm thinking, Okay, what I say any different I've been saying the last Ten years, hmm. you know. Hmm. To me, yeah. it wasn't anything any different. Yeah. But that text at that point, it, it hit a nerve with both of them, so it, it wound up for my good. Amen. You know? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Right. I think. Okay. Go ahead. I've had some criticism. Okay. And, uh, I think criticism sometimes is a is an indicator to the leader that maybe not all criticism sometimes. People have personal attacks against you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, understand. Yeah. But, then, but the leader has to be able to work his way through that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have members that will come to you and they will criticize some things, not necessarily about preaching, but maybe about what's going on in the church or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes criticism is a leak, is a is a culture indicator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sometimes the pastor needs to step back and look back and. Maybe I changed the direction or something. Well, so we didn't even, we didn't even pose the question: Was criticism right or wrong? But I think you hit it right on right on the nose. Uh, uh, you know, because sometimes you need to listen. Because my my people see what I get criticized about is I be trying to reach that second that next generation, and I use new generation terms. Ooh, my older members do not like that. They don't like that. They'll criticize me on that, and I have to bag back because they're the solid generation. They're the ones that's 
that's you know that's that's paying all the bills and, and doing everything you know so and I don't think I don't think back and back is a weakness mm-hmm. I think back and back is a strength mm-hmm. because you show your people that you're a servant leader yeah that you are there you are there for their purpose mm-hmm. you're there for them to get for the quality of their lives for mm-hmm. the betterment of their lives mm-hmm. for, for the betterment of your life yeah you're yeah. there for discipleship for them mm-hmm. and i think sometimes when you step back mm-hmm. and you reassess based upon the criticism mm-hmm. i think sometimes they have a high respect for you oh yeah they do they really do they really do and there's some you stuff know? that they've said and then i'll change and then boom it's like they have a whole new respect because they yeah. say this guy changed one member said he changed. Now we have to change. Yeah. You know, and, and and I think that's good what you said. Sometimes you know, there's some truth in the criticism. You know, and and sometimes criticism ain't all bad. It's like you said, it's according to who who it's coming that's from. That's what I'm saying. You have yeah. to take it and take mm-hmm. it into consideration. I don't mm-hmm. care who it comes from. Yeah, you got to consider whether you do it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're any kind of leader or servant leader, you got to take into consideration what everybody says, mm-hmm. and then you have to start basing yourself on that. You know? And even what, what you said, Reverend, what sometimes people won't talk to their pastor, but they'll talk to other preachers, and sometimes right. other preachers will approach the other guy out of concern. And uh, you can choose whether to listen to it or not. And I've had that happen to me before. And I listen, and then boom, things kind of changed. You know? <laughs> For the good, yeah, for the good. So, and and, and uh, I know we have seasons pastors in here. I wish we had some younger pastors because they, they, they can learn that you know our criticism is not bad criticism. You you listen to what the truth is in it, and and, and you take that, like you said, and you grow from it. You grow from it because, like you said, we all ain't nobody in here arrived yet. So uh, maybe Fred. Fred looked like he arrived. <laughs> constructive criticism. And sometimes you can learn from destructive criticism. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Coming from mom. Like mom, wife. Yeah, mom, wife. Criticism, yeah. Because it was just, it was just purely to help. Yeah. And it was to me that I didn't yeah. I didn't realize I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Never had a clue. Never had a clue. Mm-hmm. You know. I think in all criticism, there's something to be learned. That's what I said. Destructive. Yeah. In all of it. Because it's a truth because in it somewhere. If you listen. Yeah. We got to hear all of it. Because mm-hmm. pastor, you can't turn a deaf ear to none of it. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. hear it all. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't hear it all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You just think about what was Jesus' style of leadership. Jesus, Jesus heard it all. Well, endured it all, mm-hmm. suffered it all mm-hmm. for the sake of the cause for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I think as pastors, we, we got to hear it all. Mm-hmm. But then you know we can't get our feelings hurt. Well, you got to rise above <laughs> that in the spirit and say, okay, now what, what was in that? Is mm-hmm. there something in there that I can learn? Yeah, if, yeah. I mean, if, if, if yeah. it's just a little moist. Mm-hmm. Can I? Mm-hmm. Is there something in what she said or what he said? Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously, you know, we, everybody in the church ain't can't necessarily, necessarily. But you know, being our corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as pastors, 
you got to pass to everybody. That's right. See, That's but, right. But, but the key to what he said is you got to do it in your spirit. Yeah. Amen. Because your flesh. <laughs> your flesh, boy, your can't take criticism, boy. Your flesh is like, you Yeah. Like he said, you got to take it into consideration in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. And you got to mm-hmm. get to that point mm-hmm. to where your spirit is higher than your yeah. flesh. Yeah. If not, you're in trouble. Well. It, it, it's never, you're, you're in a no-win situation. That's right. And like I said, you have to take it in your spirit, that's that right. criticism. That's right. Yeah. Because that's the difference in it. And for pastors, you have to walk in the spirit a whole lot. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been saved all our life, and some of us mm-hmm. still got in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But you have to walk, you have to have your spirit yeah. up there out front all the time. Sure. Mm. All the time. Amen. Yeah. And, 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 if you, and if you listen, like you said, if you listen, I, I uh, wrote a book one time, and the editor said, You got something here. You need to start over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, well, it took me a year and a half to write this thing. <laughs> I was like, Lord. But I, I listened and I started over and, and, and it, it worked out a better project. And uh, so as pastors, we, we do need to listen. We need to listen and we need to listen because there's some truth in it. I had a teenager one time told me about he said, boy, that'd have been a good that'd have been a good sermon if you had left that front part out. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I started because I was bogged down, I was reviewing, you know, reviewing, you know, I was preaching basically two sermons. Yeah. I reviewed from last week, and then I was coming <laughs> and preaching a, a new sermon. So <laughs> but yeah. I, I listen. So, uh, like you said, uh, all criticism, and we should listen in the spirit because it don't work in the flesh. I tell you that it don't work. You'll be offended in the flesh. Who you think you? <laughs> Who you think? <laughs> Hmm. Well, they'll start seeing your heart. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. They'll start. They'll start receiving your heart. Hmm. And when it comes down to those difficult situations where they can't trust you hmm. because of the past that they've had with you mm-hmm. and your acceptance of criticism, hmm. they'll learn to trust your heart. Amen. I don't know Amen. where he's going. Yeah. But I know he ain't going nowhere harmful for me. Well, that's the key. Well, that's, 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 yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. learn to trust the heart mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. because because you that servant leader, you that you that you, you, you will hear it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what to take as a pastor to say. And and that's key. And I I think like you said, that's key. Servant leaders do that. Yeah. And many pastors are not servant leaders. They're just leaders you know they want to get out and they want to cast the vision want everybody to follow without questioning without any criticism and uh, and, 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 <laughs> and young pastors like you said you come in as a young pastor so excited and enthused you know they be like wait a minute 
Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> if you listen, <laughs> if you listen, you may survive. But if you don't, <laughs> you gonna get you gonna be in trouble. <laughs> but if you should be persecuted in criticism, this text says in Romans twelve fourteen, bless bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And that is key. And some of the people that are your greatest critics, you got to learn to bless them, man. I mean, it's what the words say. Bless them and, and do not curse. You know, and uh, I can say up to this point, nobody in my church has heard me cuss them yet. <laughs> and I praise the Lord for that. <laughs> but I'm like any man, you know, you push me too far. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I've been hot. I've been hot. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tell tell you what, I stood right there where you stood and heard myself in my mind. And didn't do it. That's how man I'm yeah. church I went to I raised my voice and you know for me to raise my voice outside the pulpit it startled him <laughs> but I didn't cuss that time but I almost laid hands on <laughs> but uh, but you're right and it makes you feel weak too don't it make you feel weak when you when you take it when you take it Boy, it makes you feel weak, boy. You be, you just, and your flesh just want to yeah. rise up and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought right then I could have took care of the situation and wouldn't have had to deal with it no more. Yeah, if I yeah. Just done it right then. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. My whole point was get yourself out of here. Mm. Go, go, yeah. get, get out. Mm-hmm. Is what was my thought mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I just went to praying yeah. and went back there. Man, I was so mad. The brotherhood meeting, I got up. 
And well, I went to the house, man, because mm-hmm. I thought if I sit here any longer, I'm going to go back in there and unload. And <laughs> finish. Yeah. <laughs> finish what started in your mind. Yeah. I said, no, no, I'm going to cry now. I'm crying. I'm so mad. And I thought, I ain't got to take this. So why did I say Yeah, you got to take it. Wait a minute. Jesus took it. Wait a minute. Jesus took it. I think the Bible teaches us. I think Jesus even was a demonstration. But sometimes we can unload. In a controlled state. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because when he, I'm cussing, I ain't in control. He, he, Not he, me. He, <laughs> he, even even yeah. in humility, uh-huh. you can be you can unload in a controlled state. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think sometimes what our members fail to see in us is authenticity. Hmm. They got to know that Abraham going to act different from this than Kirk Russian. Yeah. Or Kirk Russian going to act different from this situation than this brother. Mm-hmm. It's authenticity. And, you know, and I think sometimes when you just keep bending, you mm. just keep bending, mm. you just keep, they're not mm. seeing the real you. Mm. Well, and I, I, I agree with that if that's your nature. For me, it helped me better. Because oh. my church got closer to me, and I had a member actually but, came and told me, but said, they that's did. the last time but, that they're going to do that to you. Kirk Russell, right. yeah. moderator, they knew without a shadow of a doubt that you was upset. Oh, yeah. No, sir. It was no doubt I was me. So they did see some of this. They saw it for me. They saw it for me. And one thing that's good about that is you want your congregation to fight for you. You didn't you didn't have to fight for yourself. Your congregation fought for you. You can't go. Yeah, she can't go. She said that won't never happen again, Pastor. I said that we won't that won't never happen again. And I just I was like, and I you know I didn't apologize. What nothing to apologize for? I was mad. Well, yeah. don't need me hiding the fact I was mad. <laughs> yeah. Y'all got to see what me. What say? The Bible said, "Be yeah. angry, but <laughs> sin not." Old preacher always told me, "Don't ever let uh, 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 your congregation see you get angry." Mm-hmm. So Reverend John told me one time, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Because I, 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 I got angry one time. <laughs> 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 
No Monday, like you said, uh, they saw me get angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I hate to see I, him I, get I, angry because he's so I, calm. I, he's I, so I, calm. I, I was mad. <laughs> and, 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 and everybody see the, the tone in my voice and the pressure on my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's authenticity. Yes, sir. congregation yeah. fought for you. Yeah, yeah, because the brotherhood they is in brotherhood meeting. And they, they but you got to take a whole lot for them to fight for you. Yeah, I have to take a whole lot. And if they see you going to fight for yourself, yeah. they ain't going to do nothing. They're going to let you fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then you suffer the consequences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, takes, hey, it yeah. takes a whole see, lot. I take a whole lot. But that was, that was it. That was, I thought... I used to think, man, ain't nobody do nothing to me in church. I done saw everything he did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not as a pastor, but yeah. sitting as a uh, member, as a deacon, yeah. I thought, yeah. well, I'm all good without anything that can happen. I saw yeah. my daddy get voted out, my mama mm. crying, packing. I done mm. been through uh, the whole nine yards, I thought. <laughs> when we walked in my shoes, I was like, oh, my God. I went all kind of say, baby, I lost it. Mm. I said, ain't no need me lying. I lost it tonight. Mm. Absolutely, I lost yeah. it. I told him I, I, I was uh, I'm, I'm human. I got to put one pants leg in one at a time, and, and you know. I, and, and I said sometimes I, 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 you know, <laughs> I, like you said, I let the pants get in the way, and you know, and, and I didn't think about it, you know. I'd I, I, I hate to see Fred get upset, yeah. but that guy, they just cost it. Yeah. <laughs> what did CBT Smith say? Yeah. He's feeling well, close. CBT Smith said that uh, when you when you're really pastoring. He said, you won't have to fight. He said, your congregation will fight for you. He oh, said, yeah. you made them. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. Uh, that's a point yeah. to where mm-hmm. you Ten know years. you're in charge and you are yeah. the pastor. Mm-hmm. You know? when, when, when people When people taking you on in the, in the congregation sit there and just look at it mm. and, and yeah. walk, wait for you to defend yourself yeah. and don't care yeah. what happens, mm-hmm. you're in bad shape is what yeah. they always say. Mm-hmm. And I think the danger, especially for pastoring a small church, if you fight for yourself, most of these folks are related. Yes. Who side are they going to pick? Who side are they going to choose? But, but that, that's what we got to realize, guys, as his pastors. We're just coming through here. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, they've been there. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for the next yeah. person. If you don't do right, all of us. Mm-hmm. And I've been around here probably long than anybody who's free and made the noise, but that we all just coming through here. Yeah. they all already mm-hmm. there, already set. Mm-hmm. And when you ain't going to be that fell, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. they just, just the some things that you take on, you don't have to. Yeah. Right? But let me ask you a question. Okay. But is it? It's not a us versus them. No, no. It's, it's, it's only a few. It's not a us versus them. Because the word of God is true. Mm-hmm. If somebody hates you, yeah. somebody don't like you. Yeah. James said, "Keep heaping hot coals." Kindness, kill them with kindness. The words. And that's what the we gotta do. That, and we can pass to all yeah. people, mm-hmm. all the people, all the time. Mm-hmm. 
if we if we trust that word. Do what the word say and pray. Even in their criticism, mm -hmm. destructive, mm -hmm. destructive, yeah. kind, mm -hmm. unstructured. Mm -hmm. yeah. The word says, if that's in your scripture, Pastor, mm -hmm. bless them. Yeah. Guaranteed. That's right. And God, That's right. God I, I can stand as a witness. the that. spiritual principles I, I of things. I can stand as a witness of that. You just keep mm -hmm. being nice. And, yeah. and God took that thing away and it's gone. And we've been better as a church since. Mm -hmm. I mean, good. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. The Lord did yeah. that. That's just moved it. That's the way I like it. I don't like to get my hands dirty. Even when they told me stuff that I wasn't doing. Mm. I just mm -hmm. thought, I said, okay, then, that's what you think I didn't do. I'll make it a point. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come catch you every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out of my way every Sunday. <laughs> I, I did. I, said, I saw you go the other way, and when you saw me come the other way, I cut across the pew. <laughs> you never stand up. You leave it on the ground. Nobody else can't say that it was on me. Yeah. I made sure, oh, dude, I done cut across two of them. Dude, and caught them on down that aisle. And went over there. They had to drop their head. Please, you, you got me once in front of them and said that I didn't do that and said it was on me. I said, okay, if that's what you think. I said it won't happen again. That's all I said. I didn't apologize because I, did. I knew that's what I hadn't done. I just said that won't happen again. So when Sunday school was over, you don't believe tell me. Don't tell me I didn't catch him. And it got them too. It made them look like they saw the criticized. Yeah, it made them look like a fool. They saw your heart. Yeah, because I went to them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I had some of my men tell me, "You ain't got to do that. We know you." No, sir. No, sir. I said, "Cause if she, I said, okay, if she we'll told y'all that in the meeting, <laughs> yeah. she'd have told somebody else out of the meeting. Yeah, that's right. somebody Ooh. else's watch. Oh, what yeah. the Yeah, I said she's trying to destroy so from the whole family. Yeah, too. So watching. I, 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 I yeah. made sure of that yeah. every Sunday. That's right. It wasn't a Sunday that went by that she didn't have to feed. Yeah. They had to shake my hand. <laughs> Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. It wasn't no choice. That's the word. Oh, yeah, that's the word. You just scratched it. No, sir, you ain't gonna give me twice. That's the word. Uh -uh. You ain't give me twice. And I just did. I just took mm -hmm. it upon myself, made yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Made sure you did not leave here without me speaking. Yeah. 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 You know, that's I don't speak yeah. to you. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of people I didn't speak to. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, brothers, that was definitely real talk on criticism. Let, let's go to the next uh, The next thing. Uh, we want to talk about, we're going to be dealing with family, uh, family challenges. Uh, uh, one pastor says that 50% of pastors' marriages will end uh, in divorce. Uh, here's Dr. Gardner Taylor. Let's see if we can listen, listen to him and see. He's, he's going to share the secret to a lasting marriage. Let's see what he has to say. This is Gardner C. Taylor. He used to pastor the Concord Church there in New York, Texas. I mean, New York. New York, New York. <laughs> Divorce was not uh, as easy and acceptable as it is now. But I think that's a very minimal reason. I think that's far more than that. Uh, I think uh, the feeling of devotion, man to woman, woman to man, back in my generation and uh, 
think now there's an idea of whether it doesn't work or get out of it. And if you go into a marriage as delicate as complex an institution as it is, uh, figure on if it doesn't, you like it not to. You like it, well, likely it won't. Because it is the most intimate relationship in the world. And uh, if you go into it feeling well, give it a try. You no, know, if you commit yourself to it, that's different. And I understand that uh, I read someplace that you, that you and your wife Laura would um, uh, made an agreement that you would never go to bed angry with each other, and that you, you would always say, both of you would say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, you right. That would it. And there again, uh, there's a loss of civility in our whole society, yeah. so that people are uh, a meism. And people are much slower to uh, confess their own fault. Mm. Uh, and I think all this has to do with it. I think also in, in our marriage uh, with my wife, Phyllis, now, and with any marriage, that uh, two rooms are a wonderful thing because you've got to stay in one room. <laughs> you walk out, you get your sense back. <laughs> So, so one of the things to think about is if, if you're having an argument, yeah, you know, who, who gets to go to the other room? <laughs> you can't vote at all. That is the next problem. You don't vote the first one to say so you just transfer the room. Then you are the trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. And a great unwillingness to, in our society today, to say, well, I'm sorry. Hmm. I shouldn't have. And it's a, um, I don't know how to express it except that it's meism. It's hmm. me, that's all that matters me. And um, I, I, I also uh, understand that, that, that uh, your wife, at least initially in your marriage, your wife has something of a temper. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that you used to, that every now and then you try to play a little joke on her and what stage you pull, pull the chair out Yes, her. I would never do that again. <laughs> 50 years ago, 50 years ago, I still wince inside of me. But I, I didn't have any blood sisters. And I didn't mean any harm, and boys would do that. I, God. But she looked at me. I never after that even thought. <laughs> 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 my God. working out a long term relationship and recognizing what works and what doesn't work. And it's the kind of thing I suppose. I'm going to cut this a little short, but again, the challenge is family challenges. Uh, do you think that's a prevalent thing for us as pastors here? Family challenges and yeah. marriage and, and all that. Uh, you have a text about the overseer, you know, and how he has to have his manage his own uh, family well, First Timothy 3, uh, 4. And... Uh, so let's let's talk about this. How how can pastors save their own marriage and family? 
you know, Pastor Taylor there, right? Mm-hmm. I love Pastor Taylor. East Coast man. Wrote a book called Preaching Through the Storm. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. we get this very familiar quote that you either going into a storm, yeah. in the middle of the storm, yeah. just coming out of it. That's a garden of Taylor. Okay, okay. I did not know that was garden of Yeah, okay. He wrote called Preaching Through a Storm, which is basically okay. a book of preaching. Mm-hmm. The sermons he wrote in mm-hmm. Metropolitan and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. But, um, what, what he said, you asked, how can we save our own marriages, our own family? I don't know if you disagree with me on this or not, but I'm telling you, I believe in my spirit that God has equipped every man in his marriage to heal his own relationship. Wow, wow, that's deep, that's deep. Say that again. God has equipped every man in his marriage to heal his own relationship. Okay, okay. Why do I say that? Because mm-hmm. there's a scripture verse. It says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ has loved the church. Mm. And this is the part where he come and gave himself. Mm. And gave himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which that means if there's something going on in that marriage, mm. God has equipped the man for the purpose of sacrificing himself well. for the sake of his marriage and his family. Wow. There's something in there. There's something in it. All he got to do is find it. But hmm. he, I, I know you. I know we counselors help. Mm-hmm. But that man, that man, God has equipped him to heal his own marriage. Okay, that's good. That's good, brother. I, I like that. Any, any others? Uh, let's let's see if this is, is this prevalent really for us. Marriage issues? Well, it, it has to. How can you help somebody else if you can't help yourself? Well, mm-hmm. you, you got to use yourself and as an example before you go helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can understand and see that. But that's what it's about. Because sure, as you're trying to help somebody else, you're going to come up with an issue in yours yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, it seemed like... What you're saying, brother, is what we were saying earlier. We we have to take a lot. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> That's what you said in the church. <laughs> and now we're saying that we got to take a lot in our marriage. Because you say we got to die to self. Got to die to self? <laughs> There's something in there that you ain't probably sacrificing. Ooh, boy, that is deep. That is deep. <laughs> Darcy Taylor said in your clip, mm-hmm. he said, in our society today, mm-hmm. there is a loss of civility. Wow. He said, a kind of meism. Mm-hmm. He says, people, he, I think he's talking about men and women who are married, mm-hmm. people are very unlikely mm-hmm. to confess their own faults. Right? Wow. Wow. So we can't do that with our wives <laughs> and our spouses, and we can't be transparent with them. <laughs> Confess your own faults. Now, wait a minute. We men of God. We don't have no faults. Yeah. Come yeah, on I now. Do. We, yeah, we men of God. Yeah, God. God speaks to me. God talks to me. I, hello? Still got faults. <laughs> and then I got to confess it to my wife. <laughs> they like you don't really know it. <laughs> they like you don't really know it. <laughs> Half time they're 
told you to watch out for that. <laughs> you know, you just went on down there anyway. I told you it was going to be down there when you got there. <laughs> when, when, when we become too proud mm, mm, mm. to accept criticism from our wives, well, divorce is sure to follow. Well, even mm. if you stay married, the closest is no longer there. Well, intimacy is gone. Yeah, I, I'm, mm. I'm 51 years old, and my wife told me something some just as, as, as close as yesterday going to no, going to Stillwater. I, I could have took that, and, and, you know, and just could have went to the left. Mm-hmm. But I, I got, I had to say within myself, I had to, I had to reason within myself. The healing in this is up to you. <laughs> Keep it real. You do more for them than what you do for me. Uh oh. <laughs> now we get real. Uh oh. Is it this? Oh oh. Oh oh. That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> Brothers, if we hey wait a minute, we all getting this now. Is there some truth to it? And then you show up, and everybody else is sitting at home. Yeah. Yeah. But we all in the same together. Yeah. 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 I learned people just to but yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute, brothers. Yeah, now, I'm but hearing some of my wives talking world. in here. Yeah. Yeah. My last two years been a whole different world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So wait a minute. What do we do? What do we do? Yeah, we catching everything. Start missing something. Do they have email? Is they communicate with one another? Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 we obligated to go to. Mm-hmm. We obligated to that. Mm-hmm. People looking for you know, mm-hmm. If nobody else don't come, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they think you ain't want to look for two people. Well, the pastor and the moderator. <laughs> 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 Guarantee you. Guarantee you. And the bad one, when you make one and don't make somebody else's, and they said you was there. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's over. 
That's it. It's so, over so, at that point. So what do we? You know? How do we? How do we win? You can't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I didn't go anywhere. I mean, I had some things to do. I tried to call Stephen, and I know, I know they hot. <laughs> I mean, because none, none of us go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you got some starting here, and I'm hosting yeah. at 6. Yeah. Duncan's at 3.30. That's virtually impossible, yeah, you know, right. to, to, right. to try to bounce mm-hmm. over there and bounce back. Yeah. And the phone call was great, but I heard in his voice, mm-hmm. you know, because I know he's thinking, mm-hmm. I done sent y'all $800, and y'all can't even come over here. Too good. You cannot tell me that wasn't in his mind. He was at my anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't. There was no way mm-hmm. I could do it mm-hmm. and come back in and take care of stuff mm-hmm. that I needed to take mm-hmm. care of. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just, I'll just handle the fallout. Because mm-hmm. I know it's coming. So what and about that's, the, that's the, what, the, the only thing the, I know to do. The fallout with our wives, how can we make this better? I mean, I, that's the one thing. She's happy as she could be. I went to Walmart and done her stuff for her, and she didn't okay, have to so go. Okay, so you put her first so and then go to Duncan. I was good to have okay. to. <laughs> we still spend the day. Ain't no way I could have gotten my car and drove over there and come back home last night. <laughs> I think, Wasn't going to happen. I think, I think you just you have to be honest with yourself and, honest, and I think we, we as pastors, we all love this ministry. Mm-hmm. We all love the position that God has. Understand also 
when they say it's all right to go, you've been married to them long enough to when you know the difference when it's really all right mm -hmm. and when it's not. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's just bottom line. Mm -hmm. Because my wife just straight up asked me, do you really think you have to go there? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, you really know, think I don't you really got think I have to, but you got to understand the position of me, man. I said, I, I said, I said, right here and asked you, before I left here that Monday to, get, to do that moderate thing, I asked you straight up. I want you to go with support, man. Are you going to be in there? She said, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to quit. Well. So I thought, well, then you can't quit. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. away I went. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought, hey, you gave the last right to me doing it. So, yeah. you know, I, hey, I'm sorry. I said, no, I don't think I have to go there or anything. But I said, they looking for no, me. They looking for me. Well, they had this conversation. I said, man, I've been ate up. Boy. They looking for me. The moderated, not a moderated. It is a different now, world. They, they, they haven't seen me. Maybe they haven't seen uh, Anderson, it, it but they're looking for the moderate. Yeah, yeah. on and your it, family and, and it really is a difference i never it knew is. it's it's a difference it you know the first thing they asked me when i walk in the business where the moderator at? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My wife just don't go. I mean i've done three five services i'm traveling by myself she yeah. ain't going she told me from the beginning I, hey i'm not going yeah uh, i was like well all right you know I, my wife if she would go, mm -hmm. but I just know that she's just not going to do that. I'm in the yeah. state, mm -hmm. none of that. I mean, yeah. I go and I'm there for a couple of, maybe a mm -hmm. night or two. But when I go to those conventions, I don't go to state through the entire thing. I'm mm -hmm. trying to go do what I need to do, be seen. I'm coming on back. Yeah. I ain't trying to, yeah. I ain't trying to do none of that, you know, because I know that's the difference. So before that? we so, move on from this family issue, what about this taking Sundays off? What should we do? I think um, I think I think uh, a pastor, unless he's on vacation, needs to be in his church every Sunday that he can. Now, uh, that's my church gives me two weeks off. I don't remember what I take them, but they do give it to Because even on Sunday morning, I think the pastor really needs to preach. Hmm. The pastor is hmm. coming yeah. to 
of business, especially coming to that church because of pastor. Mm -hmm. And coming to hear uh, Brother Myron, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I get them a Sunday to preach. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and then, and then even if we got a house full of guests, if that's his son that preach, I'm not gonna say, hey. Yeah, no, I don't do that. that. He's on. He's <laughs> on. Now, now, for me, it's changed in the last two months for me. Mm -hmm. But before that, that was that was. I mean, I did. I preached two Sundays out of the month, and mm -hmm. I was different to Lawrence. But I did eight, ten years by myself, and to get mm -hmm. some help. And then my deacons, Brother Herbert, and them came to me and said, "Hey, Pastor, you know, you ain't got to preach every Sunday. We know how you can preach, and we understand." And you know, they did it. They were thinking they was doing it for health reasons and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, since I yeah. work. Yeah. But I preached as much. I got to where I was preaching and had three associates there and didn't let them preach. Mm -hmm. And that's just because I like it. I yeah. just, you yeah. know, but then after I started letting them do it, and now, whoo, dog, since I'm by myself, and Anthony's just now getting back, it was a whole new world there for a while. Because mm. you miss your health. Oh, yeah, you, you definitely know. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this is from a day, man. When I took over First Baptist Church, when I took over First Baptist Church, Same, well, I, I like I said, I used the associates a lot because I appreciated getting the practice when I was associate <coughs> mm -hmm. and being able to go in somewhere. And I I don't take off enough now uh, because, I, I like I said, I don't have any help. Now, I'm taking off in October uh, because I didn't go anywhere at all. I hadn't been anywhere since last summer. Mm -hmm. I mean, anywhere at all since last summer. Mm -hmm. And I've just been steady, you know, But and I had help, and I didn't preach that often then. Sunday before last, the deacon came to me and said, Pastor, you know, if you want to bring somebody in here to preach a Sunday, we don't have no problem with it because you need to be preached to, too. Because I wasn't letting Anthony preach. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you've been mm -hmm. in and out and gone. Yeah. Dude, you got to come be back for <laughs> a while. And show, you know, yeah, you're hurting the people and yeah. stuff. But, you know, they said, come on now, you know, you need to be ministered to some of the time. Mm -hmm. and, we right. and we understand mm -hmm. it's okay, you know. And I, that was just on me. Now, my mm -hmm. wife told me I needed to break. Needed vacation, and I just, <clears throat> I just don't, you know. I it ain't everybody I let in my pulpit. <laughs> now I'm sorry, it's just not everybody I let up there. But those associates I have was fine. I mean, Ronnie, Anthony, and them when they was all running full stream, I was gone. Ronnie can handle everything, and I wasn't worried about it. But <laughs> last six eight months, I ain't been nowhere. So let me ask you this: Do you think they have a different standard? Because, like with my wife, when she retired, she had probably almost two months and a half of vacation. And I'm like, Anderson, you know, they give me vacation time, but I barely, I don't, I don't even think I've taken a vacation. I don't think I've ever been off two weeks in the sun. I've since never I've taken a vacation. But my wife be like, you know, we need to take a vacation. You know? Yeah. But I'm like, when you on your job, you had all them days. <laughs> Store it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's different. it's different when they want to do something because when, before, before she retired, when she retired, we bought this time thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we made sure we go somewhere every year. Like I said, in October, fall break, 
since she started teaching, we're working around her schedule now. Mm-hmm. But I'll be gone in October at fall break. You know, we're flying out, going to be gone four or five days, and one of them's going to be a Sunday. Because before she booked it, she said, now, you do know you're going to be gone that Sunday. I'm all cool with it. You know, saying, we can't change this. I said, okay, I'm all good with it. Because she knows me. Yeah. You know? And it's going to be different for me now because it's a lot different mm-hmm. now that I'm going to find somebody to come in and having Ronnie here. Ronnie yeah. was stable. Ronnie wasn't trying to pastor, mm-hmm. and he was great. Yeah. You know, I did it. But now, you know, I'm sitting here now. I've been thinking, now, boy, we going to October. i got to figure this thing out, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. who, gonna, who I'm going to come in here, you know, this boy. And he's better now, mm-hmm. you know, than what he has been, but mm-hmm. I just know that he's going to be good all the way up to October for me to leave him. Mm-hmm. That's just how yeah, it is, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I just can't do it, mm. you know. So I'll, I'll ask somebody else to come in that you know and trust. You know, like so, when, when y'all, so when y'all leave, y'all going to leave y'all deacons in charge? Like in charge of? The church, the service, and all. Yeah, that is, he just preaches. Oh, okay. Because when I leave, my associates ain't each other. No, no, no. He just preaches. Yeah. He conducts the morning service. He just conducts, you know. Oh, yeah, the deacons yeah. are always in charge. Yeah, they don't carry no stroke, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. You don't want to get that kind of power to no associate anyway. They ain't listening to the system pastors or nothing else. No, yeah, yeah. no, ain't nothing changed. They just, yeah. Are they you just guys done? Yeah. Are y'all like done? Yeah, like they just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just preaching. He yeah. just, you know, that, that's that, it. Some of that power, to, they, they may not be able to handle some of them anyway. If you got a good one, maybe. But I, I was blessed when those that were here, what none of you know, but we discussed that. I mean, that's something we talked about. Now, I know where Leslie was at Paul's Valley. When he left, he didn't bring nobody in but pastors. He would ask pastors to, hmm. if they had associates, to come preach in his pulpit because I went for him once mm-hmm. uh, and preached for him mm-hmm. once and then I didn't do that anymore because it didn't fit well for my church for me to leave my pulpit to go yeah. preach for him yeah. but we were yeah. close and were mm-hmm. real you know and he just told me man I, I don't trust everybody <laughs> yeah, you know you and he knew me yeah. and I just and I explained to the deacons but the church didn't know it the church mm-hmm. wasn't happy mm-hmm. you know the deacons was okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay well, well I'm not Necessarily think we're going to finish this, so uh, the ladies have been peeking in on us back here. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk about this this one. Well, we'll just play it by ear, and and when you guys want to stop, we can stop. Uh, it's about over already. It's just two forty, two fifty. This next one's probably something I really wish other pastors was here to to, to get involved yes. with. And uh, it's dealing with associations, you know, and, and conventions. And uh, this this young man, who he's a he's a Baptist. His his last name is Wesley. <coughs> See what he has to say. Let's get into. I just want to be clear on what it means to be Baptist. Uh, I, I, Joy, I'm fourth generation Baptist. My great granddad, my granddad. Uh, my dad were all Baptist pastors. I, I got Baptists all in my blood. But, but I'm not Baptist simply because my great-granddad and my granddad and my dad were Baptists. No, when I was in seminary, I, I explored all 
the different denominations. I, I worshiped at the AME church. Uh, I went over to the Episcopal church. I liked that. That was 60 minutes, y'all. They were in, and that's where I got our power, amen, at the, <laughs> at the Episcopal church. They, they get right in and get right out. I went to Pentecostal churches. I, I went to United Methodist churches. I've been to Presbyterian churches. I, I was searching around. And I remember asking my grandmama, who was Baptist before she died, I said, Grandma, if you weren't Baptist, what would you be? She said, I'd be ashamed of myself. <laughs> if I wasn't Baptist, I'd be ashamed of myself. But uh, here's some of the criticism that we get about associations and conventions. The question is, why do I need to be involved in a convention or association? What has it done for me? What has it done for me? And, and the question here is, uh, real talk, uh, why should pastors be involved in associations and conventions? Real talk. Well, uh, it, 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 it's designed to It's designed to give you exposure. It's designed professional way that you might not be able to get it in your own church setting. Mm, 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 it's designed to, get, to, to, to have you interface with colleagues like yourself mm, and mentors mm, mm, who can encourage you, develop you, mm, grow you mm, mm, in the ministry. Mm. It's a good thing. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of a living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love 
believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. 
May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.